What, did you think you were getting a TED Talk here? Welcome to Common Threads. This is an interview series with the Highland Park High School class of 1995. merchandising um, internship with Stanley Korshak right after graduation. paper bash team gets credit for giving me this idea they told me how many installs jessica Rome was doing and i had to give her a call and just get her story it is a fantastic story and i hope you guys enjoy it oh and by the way the song at the end is the ben folds five song that i mentioned in the interview it's hilarious i'm gonna put the link to the youtube in the web page or the apple page or whatever anyways hope you enjoy bye being recorded. Jessica. Hey. Hey. How, how you doing? How's it going? It is okay. going really well. Sorry about I know it gets a little awkward where it sounds like this is coming from a prison and it says this call is being recorded, but that's it. That's oh. like the service they <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like this this call is coming from the state penitentiary. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no, we gotta go how you the, doing? You know, protocol. Good, how are you doing? I am doing well. I am in the middle of man, I am in the middle of just pure chaos right now. I'm trying to launch yeah. an app. I am in the app launching business right now. So Bloomberg, oh, wow. uh yeah, Bloomberg Mike Bloomberg, his company, the Bloomberg LP, they have a, um, yeah, yeah, so they have a application store that you can launch your uh, financial application on. Building the application, or the app, like you're building Oh, God, no. Oh, oh, Lord, no, no, no. Because I had some, I had some friends here, um, they worked with a team at Georgia Tech, uh, girls uh, that I've known for a long time, they were building an app, um, but hopefully, I think it'll be launching thing called Dash, and um, okay. it's like a way to staff like all your um, like contacts, like so everybody can kind of share contacts. Like it's always good to have like some reference, love that. you know, or I, whatever. I gotta be having, honest like, with you. Who do you go to for this? You know, I I, I need uh, so I, honestly, if this works out, like what I would love to do, and what I'm discovering with all these mm-hmm. interviews with people in our class, I'd actually like to talk yeah. to these girls because what I'm discovering in our class is the following: is that we have so many people that are in the same industry have the same, I guess, um, whether it's real estate, whether it's interior design, whether it's art, it just, it's amazing how you're, I'm discovering like somebody, I was talking to Lee Watson and Lee, she's doing all these uh, incredible murals. murals. Right. And it's, it's almost, Oh, she's unbelievable, and and it's yeah. like you you go in into um, the 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 whole real estate play. You know, you, you make your your offices more beautiful. You make them more friendly. You know, it's just not dull mm-hmm. paint. And then you know when you start talking about financial aspects of it, I was talking to Tatum. She's doing art, and art is one of the hottest assets in the market right now. 
you know, what your friends have is like a contact database where, I, I mean, honestly, I would love to find out more about this because I just thought, yeah. I, I think my the, the, the social networks that we have, they're dumpsters. Uh-huh. They're just straight right. dumpsters. Right. I, there's so much trash on it, right? And you're just oh, like, yeah. ah. Filter a lot. Like Instagram, I just use Instagram kind of to follow, like, fashion. I don't really follow a lot of friends on it necessarily. Um, uh-huh. I follow it more for, like, fashion and designers and everything. It's kind of my, like, lookbook kind of thing. And that's something that, yeah. you know, I look at at night or something like that versus, you know, I have, I still subscribe to magazines, but I only seem to flip through magazines when I go on a trip or something like that. But, exactly. um, but Instagram is just kind of like a great way to, um, you know, to just sit there and kind of take your mind off things and just kind of be like, Oh, that's so pretty, you know, like, Oh, that's a great idea. Or so that's kind of what I've made following Instagram kind of about versus like Facebook. Yeah. It's all my, friends and I get to just follow who I want, you know, who I want to. But do you, are you really following what people are doing? This is my, my my whole issue with it. And it really became apparent to me uh, during Mm -hmm. the beginning stages of COVID was a loss of community. I didn't have the, the usual people I would go out to lunch with, the usual people I would see or really just interact with were, I was, locked inside my house for a lockdown and I just yeah I mean I, I, just, I, I think we lose touch and COVID mm-hmm. was awful but the one thing it highlighted for me I was like hey you know what I need to get back in touch with everybody in our class because these people I know these people and why did I lose touch with them like wh- why yeah it, it doesn't make any sense I know like and, you know it's it's so important, you know, like it, it takes a lot of effort on everybody's end, you know, because everybody's so busy with things. But I wish that there was a way to, you know, connect easier and more and, and all of that. I mean, you know, I think I kind of, you know, have my little group from high, from high school that I, you know, definitely keep in touch with. Elizabeth, Laura, Courtney, Tammy, you know, oh, yeah. and Lee. And we try to. You know, we we used to take a trip like every year or every other year, um, and we've got to get back on that. Like COVID kind of got in the way of that, and um, you know, we did do a couple of Zoom calls in the beginning and and all of that. How weird um, was that? How, how awkward oh was that? <laughs> I know. I mean, and, and I don't do many Zoom calls. Like I that you know, so it was like so funny. So I'm like doing it for my phone because I don't even have a home computer. <laughs> Um, you know, so, like, <laughs> so, it's um, so funny. My wife did a couple where she would like dress up with her other friends and oh, they're yeah. having a night out. And you're like, yeah, what are you doing? I know, uh, have a cocktail, you know, or or whatever. It's so. just crazy. Yes, so right like, yeah. I think it was like in 2000. Um, Oh God! What was it like? Two thousand five or six? There was this app called Chat Roulette, um, oh. and it was one of these things where you like hit a button and then it would spin, and it would like open up on um, it would just open up on some random. Yeah. There was uh, do you like Ben Folds Five? Do you remember that band? I don't know if I remember it- that band. Okay, I'll send you this video because um, so Ben Folds Five has a really famous video where. He's on his, he's at a concert and he's playing uh, at the concert and he's on the piano and he goes on to chat roulette 
and it's been full uh-huh. five and in the background are thousands of people, right? And so yeah. when he click when he clicks on something somebody, the other person on the other side like sees that they're in a concert and they might uh, right. and it's just a really it's a really, really funny video. And it's kind of like, that's what I feel like those Zoom calls are. It's just they're awkward. It's not a normal conversation, right? Oh, I know. kind of a... (laughs) I remember in the beginning, like, my boyfriend, he has this, like, side porch on his house. And we would set up, like, computer screens on a cooler, you know, with the camping chairs, (laughs) you know, and and all this stuff. I was like, (laughs) Um, you know, it was so fun. I mean, it was fun, you know, like, something different, you know. But then it kind of was like... Oh, well, you know, it kind of fell to the wayside, I guess. But, you know, it was interesting in the beginning, I guess, like to see how everybody was going about trying to stay in touch and a good effort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will have to give society an an A for effort on that one. Let's kick it off. So, hotty toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we? You were in Ole Miss. I want to ask you, like, was there any influence? Uh, for fashion interior design at Ole Miss? Yeah, um, I actually majored in fashion merchandising and then got a minor okay. in business and, and carried that on into German, too. Got a minor in German. It was an easy A. And German you minor. minor in German? Minor in German. Yes. I took it in high school, and it was just an easy class, like, but I enjoyed it. Like, you know, having Colby. Frosty bars? Colby and, and, yeah, Tosso and and all of that. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I just carried that on into college. They offered it. You had to take a language. I think you choose, chose between like language and history, maybe. So I was like, you know, uh-huh. might as well just do German. I know it. And, you know, um, I read it better than I speak it. But, um, but um, okay. anyway, so I just kind of uh, carried on with that. Um, but decided that I wanted to major in fashion merchandising, which was through, of course, like home economics um, at Ole Miss. But um, so I took a lot of interesting classes, then also got the business side of, you know, of things, you know, accounts right. and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Which, now, what is, know, I mean, I like, in terms, of, in, ter- in terms of fashion classes, I mean, do they have, and I asked Pat Sutton this, I mean, do they have, the pro, like, like so do they have people that come down and give you internships, like offer internships that are major fashion houses? I mean, what is well, the connection I between? Actually, I actually did a fashion merchandising um, internship with Stanley Korshak right after graduation. Oh, wow. Um, which was really cool. And I remember, you know, like it was yesterday, and um, where you would work in different departments of Stanley Korshak. And Stanley Korshak has a very cool, like, are they, I, I think they're still there at the Crescent. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I'm almost you know, positive very, they are. Yeah, I think they are. Um, Crawford Brock. Um, he uh, was like a founder of Stanley Korshak or, um, you know, helped build it up, I believe. And um, it was just kind of a cool internship. Like I worked in the high fashion department. I worked in the ready to wear. I worked in the bridal department, worked in the home field. Like every other week I would have like a different category or different concentration and learning. And it was really cool. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I am so thankful to have had, you know, people there that were willing to, to teach, you know, I'm at, we're actually taking on an intern uh, starting in May um, girl that's in uh, that in uh, interior design in Tennessee in college. And that's she's fantastic. starting in, 
in May. And, you know, and the reason why I wanted to do that was because I remember the internship at Stanley Korshak being such a great, positive experience, you know, that I've carried right. with me. So um, so I want to I want to carry that forward, you know. Um, well, it's such a, I, I think it, it's so valuable to be that young and that influenced. I think it's, yes. it, 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 and if you have the right influence, it can just, it can change everything for you. And it really, it opens up, it, it, it opens up your mind to the potential. Yeah. So when did you have that, when yeah. did you have that internship with Korshak? Um, I, did it, it, I did it right after graduating from college, you had to have an internship, uh, but you could do it the summer after you graduated. And because I'd actually gone on with Ole Miss, they did some um, fashion merchandising study tours over to Europe. Um, I went to a couple of those um, during college. Um, like I remember one going to the uh, the factories where they make, you know, Ferragamo silk scarves and ties and, and all that, which is pretty cool. And um, oh, that's awesome! And all of that. And, and then I decided to do the internship portion after graduating, so right before I moved to New York. So basically, graduated from Ole Miss in May, started my internship, ended my internship probably the end of July, and then moved to New York that August. So what was that like? like um, just, you it was went... great. It was great. Um, I what? actually had but my job. moving from Oxford, were you moving from Oxford to New York? Well, I was, you know, a couple months in Dallas in between. Okay. Um, okay. It was, it was, um, it was great. I was so glad to, you know, be able to do that. Um, I actually had already been um, given my job um, at SAC before moving okay. up there. Yeah. Um, another girl um, from Ole Miss, the two of us um, were accepted in SAC's executive training program. And oh, there's like awesome. 25, I don't want to call it students, but we were going through like classes and departments yeah. and things like that to kind of figure out where we wanted to be within the company, like where our interest was. Um, so it was a proper, really cool. it was a proper training program. That yes, is, it was. So like we're, it was very cool. So it was, you know, so there was 25 of us, you know, um, Kim and I, who came from Ole Miss, and then everybody else was basically Ivy League. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but it was a great, it was a great experience. It did you feel really a little? Cool. Did you? Yeah. Were you? Were you kind of like? Were you kind of like? Hey, you know, you guys, you guys are pretty smart, but we're going to show you how to party. Yeah, kind of like um, I kind of laughed at that. <laughs> I remember to say we got a list of like, you know, everybody in the class, and it was like. Brown, um, Harvard, Yale, oh, University of Mississippi. We're like, are we are we case studies? What what's going on? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that really yeah. is amazing. Uh-huh. So where did where did you live? Were you like, did you have the the um, story of just being in that tiny apartment? Well, we actually were very fortunate. Um, I don't know. Do you remember Paige Stoll? Who's a year older than us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Paige, and she had a younger sister, Annie, um, who was actually my sister's age. And um, so I had gone up to stay with Paige a couple of times, and she was living in this great apartment building um, at 54th between Park and Lex. And amazing, you know, and all this stuff. So um, once we kind of got everything together, um, we got a group. It was Kim and I. 
and then Ashley Avery and Lee Tony. Uh, she's from Tyler. What? And I knew her when and I knew when I I knew her when I lived in Tyler. Uh, she's in, awesome. In I love Lee Tony. Yeah. I love so, Lee Tony. Yeah. They are graduating from University of Texas and all that. And so uh, the four of us, um, we're going to get an apartment together. So we lucked into an apartment actually in that building uh, at 54th between Park and Lexington. Um, but we didn't get the apartment until, like, I was already, like, having to start my job, basically. Um, uh-huh. Kim and I were. Because you had to be, like, approved by the board and you know, here are four girls that just graduated from college, you know, moving into this <laughs> apartment. You know, two of us have jobs. Ashley and Lee were looking at the time, and then they got some great jobs and, and all of that. And so, you know, our parents basically had to, you know, sign their life away, you know. Co-sign, and, and yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know. I mean, you come down, like, no hey, we're, we're uh, four recent college graduates coming to move into your building. Um yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we so we lucked into that, and it was actually a nice size apartment. And there's this company in New York called The Wall. I think it's called The Wall that would come in and like divide a room by putting a wall, but they wouldn't like hammer into the wall. They would just divide. They would just create like a door and like a divider kind of thing. So yeah. the living space was so big, so we were able to just divide that, make that into a bedroom. So that's where Lee's room was. And then Ashley had the other Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. These other... are like wait how big were the wall were the walls were, I mean, were they actual walls or were they Yeah, it was actual it was actual wood like wood walls. Um but they would just basically build it all the way up to the ceiling and then it would have a door. And it just would divide It sounds like a cubicle. It, it a sounds like a cubicle. It sounds like kind you guys of, built but, um, but a little bit more structure because it would go all the way to the ceiling and okay. have access uh, okay. to the door. Uh-huh. So, um, but it didn't necessarily have a closet, you know, like Lee's closet was in the hallway kind of thing. But anyway, um, yeah, Ashley had one of the other bedrooms, and then Tim and I, since we were doing it on the same schedule with our training program, early hours, all that kind of stuff, um, we shared the master bedroom. With like two double beds, you know, it had two double oh, beds, yeah. wow, and a bathroom, you know. Um, uh, right. So oh, now, Saks Fifth Avenue. I'm really interested in this. So you were in yeah. the training program, and then you moved up to be a buyer, or yeah, what so, were you, like, um, okay. Yeah. So the next step after the training program was to become an assistant buyer. And, okay. Um, so we would, you know be in different departments, trying things out. And I really expressed some interest in actually the home division. Um, it was actually the catalog division. It was Folio Home Catalog, which is no longer. Um, they had like a fashion ready-to-wear catalog that they would send out and a home catalog. If you, I think it was five times a year. And um, so I really expressed interest in that department uh, versus being a buyer, an assistant buyer, for like something in Saks Fifth Avenue, like um, like Kim, my roommate, he, he was um, a assistant buyer for like heels and like several like makeup lines and things like that. Wow. Um, 
and but so she, and she really enjoyed that part, you know, and and all of that. Um, but I was able to express interest that I really wanted to be in the home division, um, and so I went on to work as an assistant buyer for um, a gentleman whose name's Andy Shamash, and I used to keep up with him quite a bit when we'd go up to New York, like get together afterwards and everything. And he was a great like teacher, mentor, like the yeah. But his knowledge was, I mean, and I still have with me today. I still have like my notes from this program, you know, like on legal pads, you know, things like that. Um, that's so uh, that, that is so that that's so great to have that just that training mm-hmm. and to meet those to meet those mentors in your life and they're, and they're so special where you, you yeah. you're constantly yeah, totally referring true. back to that. What is he doing now? Is he still at Saks or? I think no, he um there were there were a round of like layoffs back um okay. I say February of two thousand one, I wanna say, like right around then. And that's when Folio was actually closing and that's when I actually got I actually ended up getting a promotion to be a site manager for Sachs dot com. Um Oh wow. And yeah, I was a site manager for uh, ready-to-wear women, like women's clothing. Um, so so when what a site, like as in a website or as in what, yeah, what as mean? in site site manager. Like I would basically work with the buyers and uh, marketing and creatives to get the images of like the new clothing launches on the website. Wow. Yeah. Man, that <laughs> but, is really neat. Is and of, that is the early days. <laughs> I know, which is kind of funny just because I am so not like techy. Like I'm like, you know, the farthest thing from it, you know, and, and all the stuff. But I really enjoyed it. Like I got to be a little creative with, you know, different things and, and all that stuff. But it was a yeah. lot it was very tedious. Like it was a very tedious job because I was at a computer more than I was used to. And, um, okay. but I was also lucky to still have a job, you know, and, and, and all of that. And I, I had had like a great, um, rapport with, um, the lady who was over all of Folio. I remember, uh, was Marilyn and, uh, we got along really well and, um, I learned a lot from her as well. Um, so, um, so anyway, so I did that. So is that, that's kind of interesting. That's really, really interesting because. You know, I was looking at Ballard Designs last night where you uh-huh. where you went after uh-huh. Sack and it feels yep. like Ballard was very they they were almost a trailblazer with the internet inventory on the internet and then also the home shopping network. Um, yeah. So that's that was something that happened. Is that right how there. you got is that how you led from Sacks to um Ballard? No, not really. I um I knew okay. I wanted to get back south. Um and you know, and I had my buying, you know, training and, and all of that. And so um I actually left I was leaving New York September two thousand one. So I left right before nine eleven. And wow. um yeah, like um I lived in an I had moved to the West Village for my second year Kim and uh-huh. I did and so we were down across from St. Vincent's Hospital. And actually, Sutton Wheeler was living in the same building as me. Um, and <laughs> I know. <laughs> so 
So anyway, and uh, did I think we, you did uh, he work for he worked for he was working for Donald Trump, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he did. He, that's who he was working with at the time. So we both lived in the same building down there. It was above like a bar and two boots pizza and, and all that stuff. Uh, really cool area. Um, and so I left me. I was I was going to leave New York anyway. Like Kim wasn't renewing. She was moving back. Uh, she was dating somebody really seriously, and they were moving, I think, to Louisiana. And um, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, I was kind of like, okay, I'm at two years, kind of perfect, you know, like, I don't love what I'm doing, you know, um, but, you know. You got I the experience. Could stay, I could say for sure, but two years is kind of, you know, good. So I started putting my feelers out there. Um when I wanted to, when I wanted to move back south, and I wasn't ready to go back to Dallas. Um, I had always loved Atlanta. Um, had lots of friends from Ole Miss, and then friends that I had made from going to visit University of Georgia when we go visit Tammy and Laura and Lee and and everything. Yeah. So they were all back here. Laura Laura Wheelock was here um, with a lot of her friends that I already knew. So it was just like in, about to turn twenty five, you know. So it was like. It was kind of, kind of seemed fun. like a logical move, it, you know. Yeah. It's and, not, I mean, um, it sounds like it was. You didn't really. You you weren't alone. Like you didn't move somewhere where you were completely and totally isolated or alone. Right. Like exactly. you knew people. Exactly. That makes exactly. total sense. Right. Yeah. So I I did that. So I didn't. I moved without a job. Um. I oh. started interviewing. Um. With Ballard, but once nine eleven hit, like everything kind of froze. You know, like oh, yeah. people were trying to figure out like what is going on and um yeah. and all that. So I'd had one interview with Ballard and then I reached back out to them or they maybe I can't remember if they reached back out to me, but anyway, uh they decided they were in Europe, like on a buying trip when nine eleven happened and, and all that stuff. So it took them a while like to get back and, and all this stuff and so um they ended up hiring me as um uh buyer for accessories, like coming on as a consultant for six months. Because uh-huh. um, Ballard was going through a lot of changes. They had, the lady who started the company, Helen Ballard, had just sold the company to um, Cornerstone. Cornerstone Brands, yes, thank you, which is yeah. like, which was Garnet Hill, uh, Grandin Road, Front Gate, that whole thing. Um, yeah. So it just made that sell. So I didn't actually work with Helen. Um, I came on right after. So they were like, we'll hire you as a consultant for six months, see how it works out and and all that. Well, I started the month of October, which is when High Point Furniture Market is. And basically, they just kind of threw me in, you know, like, here you go, you know, <laughs> here you go. Deep You're water. Uh, responsible. Swim. You're responsible for hundreds, <laughs> you know, items in each catalog, you know, and um, here you go. <laughs> and I just kind of was off on my own. Um, oh you know, wow! So, what, like, what, goodness, what, what were you? What were you selling there? What What was your what, like? It, the so items, I was, was it... I did accessories. Okay. Accessories. So I okay. bought all the. Um, I learned some new terms: dustables, about all that sort of thing for the home. So like, um, you know, uh, decorative accessories, a vase, um, you know, okay. some tabletop like posters. Um, and then I was also responsible for holidays, so Christmas trees, ribbons, 
stocking holders. I mean, it was it was kind of crazy. So, so I had a lot of skews. Um, so did you did months, you ever did did you ever end up buying any of that for like Christmas time in your own house? Like, were you? Oh, of course. Were you yes, just? Yes. Were, did you just have little Santa Clauses and gnomes everywhere? Oh or? no 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 no! <laughs> no I wouldn't quite go that far. Like maybe some cute like wire Christmas trees or something like that. Um, okay. Uh, Ballard was very like French inspired um, when I was okay. there. They kind of still are to, to a little to a degree, but um, anyway. So I I had a lot of responsibility, and we were a small buying team. Um, and they they hired me on after that, and I was with Ballard for six years. As their accessories. And so what would be your budget with Ballard? I mean, would they say, hey, you've got um, like a million, 500,000 to spend? Or how does that work out in terms of? Basically, it kind of works backwards. Like um, we would be given like we would do a lot of analyzing of previous catalogs, like uh, year to date and things like that. And looking at a lot of reports to see what sells, like we would pick up items from each catalog that were really good sellers, like you wanted to have a certain amount of sell-through. Um, so you pick those items up, and then you would decide to uh, what new things to layer in. And, okay. Um, so I never, like, necessarily had a, a budget, per se. It was more of, like, an item count. Um, okay. And making sure that item, that making sure that item was going to pay for it space on the page in the catalog so like we oh. knew like a break even kind of thing and it yeah. had to be at least the break even like if it was a new item like oh it's break even let's give it one more shot so let's pick that up and see if it does well again if not we'll drop it and you know going forward when, like so i mean just the whole when do you decide to punt like and, and just put it out to like an outlet or um, how many months do you have do you have it in stock for? Well, so since it's in a catalog, um, and there's I think there were like five catalogs a year that we would do. Um, you know, you had a lot of ways to get rid of the merchandise. It one being in a catalog, two like a promotion online, um, three uh-huh. you know yes there are outlets. There was the Ballard outlet here in Atlanta, um, and and all of that, but you know, luckily, with a lot of things, like in my world, like, we really didn't have to buy, like, a ton of, uh, if it was a new item, like, hey, let's try it, you know, let's order 100 of these, you know, and then reorder if we kind of thing. Um, we got more into the sourcing um, arena, because I would go to Asia and, and Europe and, and all of that, um, you know, sometimes minimum became a little bit more. So you kind of had to really believe in your product and make sure that it got photographed correctly and placed correctly on the catalog page. So that was an important part of our job too, was laying out the catalog with the creative team to make sure that your items were where they were going to sell. So uh, now what is your opinion of the, when did the catalog, is the catalog still there or is the catalog moved completely online? No. So uh, Ballard is still going strong with the catalog. Um, okay. They they have a, you know, a big online presence for sure, but 
you know, that that catalog still comes like every month. Um, people enjoy getting their Ballard catalog. Okay, so, that's interesting. Because um, I, I just, mm-hmm. I mean, like the whole you always hear about the catalog business moving more towards digital, and they're trying to get right. a digital a digital presence. And I, I, I think that's, I think that's fascinating. Now, does Ballard, does Ballard appeal to more of interior designers, or is it direct to consumers? Uh, more to consumers, I would say. I think people okay. look at it as like um, inspiration, like for, like how I use the word um, room vignettes. You know how we use that on our website. I love it. I love that. I'm using. Like I use it today. Ballard is set up that way. Yeah. <laughs> So Ballard, the catalog is set up that way. So you can like be like, oh, that can go with that. You know, it really helps the consumer, you know, plan it for their home to make sure it's the right thing. Okay. And when you were going on these trips, right, this is, this. Mm -hmm. I I feel like this is how you were learning, you know, getting your craft together for interior philosophy. And you were kind of saying, okay, this is a unique, like this is a very unique source. And so when yes. did you, so were you, when did you, in, it's Mandy, is it Myers, Mayers, Mayers? What is it? Mayers, Mandy, May, Mandy Mayers. Mm-hmm. And when did you um, and Mandy so Mayers a, meet up? Yeah, she was um, a buyer at Ballard as well, and that's where we met. Um, so okay. she probably started in 2003, I want to say, and she was the wall decor buyer, and then I was still the accessories buyer. And so uh, we became friends quickly um and we would you know walk market together and and all of that and um became very good friends and then i guess in around right around middle of 2006 probably it's kind of when we were like you know we really should maybe think about doing our own thing we both wanted to do our own thing but didn't want to do it on our own like you know having a team like the two of us partnerships um and all of that. And so that's when we kind of started like playing around with the idea of opening a retail store and, um, and all of that. And, you know, we actually, you know, finding a location and, you know, getting a business plan together, pro forma, you know, that sort of thing to get, you know, yeah. serious about it. Um, she also worked for staff up in New York. Uh, we missed each other by a couple of days in the same office. So, but um, you guys went through the same that. training program, right? She did not go. She did not go through the training program. She um she's a year older than me, and she went to Florida State. Okay. And um she had a lot of her like Parisian. Um, she was a buyer for them before starting at that. Um, or if she did riches or not, but um for another buying group here in Atlanta. And then she and her husband were moving to New York, so she got hired on um, with Sachs as a buyer for outerwear. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so we missed each other by a couple of days. Like, she actually started her job on 9-11, walking to Oh, dude. Yeah, Yeah, Well, that's a memorable first day of work. That's awesome. I know, I know. So, so crazy. Who who came up with the name Interior Philosophy? How would you guys get? I love that name. Absolutely love it. (laughs) Well, so a lot of brainstorming, a lot of brunches with mimosas. Um, uh-huh. I remember us going, uh, you know, meeting out, you know, to kind of sit here and brainstorm about uh, the name. I mean, we went through like, you know, home philosophy, you know, different renditions of, you know, things. And then we finally landed on interior philosophy and um, felt like that was very strong name and 
um, yeah, so just lots of brainstorming. And I feel like your philosophy is this, it, it, it just looking at, you know, what you have in your portfolio and, and just kind of uh-huh. the, what you have online is that you do have a unique piece, broad selection, and it's sensible price. And it, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like, you know, it's a philosophy, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a mm-hmm. philosophy for the interior. I love that. I really do. I think it's yeah. a great name. I think you guys have, have nailed it with just, and if you look at the pieces, they really are unique. I mean, it's, I mean, they're beautiful. Um, Thank you. For, for, for what you have. Now with the store, did you start out on Ross, like kind of North Buckhead-ish? Is, is that where you yeah, are? So we, yeah, that's where we are. And we're coming up on 14 years there. Damn. Um, same face. So nothing like, you know, opening a business and, you know, fall of 2007, um, you know, when the world turned upside down shortly thereafter. Um, and, you know, where I, I had left Ballard actually in July or given my notice in July. And um, we were starting our build out of the space, um, like the end of July. Yeah. <laughs> like it was all. It's uh, honestly, the more, the more people I talk to, the more I'm finding out is that all of us have a common theme. We've gone through the shittiest period of all time because it's been like yeah. September 11th, financial crisis, uh-huh. COVID, yep. you know, it's like these mm-hmm. ups and downs and ups and downs. <laughs> And um, <laughs> it's it's amazing, you know, that you got. So you started in what 2007. You guys were able to get it yeah. going. Mm-hmm. And did you did like what? I gotta ask. I mean, well, did, well, did, we realized what was it like that? Um, I mean, it was tough, you know. But people started coming in um, and asking, "Do you come out to people's homes?" And we were like, "Yes, we oh. do." didn't have a business plan for that but of course we did yeah so we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna change that and we're going to you know adapt to something else other than just retail um because i mean literally when we were doing our performa we were writing down you know how many sofas we needed to sell per you know month or whatever with our square footage you know i mean like that sort of detail and um that just kind of wasn't the case that wasn't the case like somebody wasn't just coming in and oh i'll take that sofa exactly as is or whatever um so we decided to just kind of yes we do come into homes and and all that so we started um you know going out to people's homes and calling them in-home consultations and um where you know they would pay a design fee like um i think initially it was like 75 dollars or something and um we would come out meet with the client um measure the space you know draw it scale um and then do furniture layout picking the pieces the fabric you know everything that kind of was needed for the room or the space that's and and would you would you then with that consultation fee then you would come in and you would make up you would say okay here's our proposal you buy this Mm -hmm. and and then you come in and then you just give them this is how we would design it correct correct and we okay we were we were acting a little bit differently from other designers that didn't have a storefront or a showroom just because we weren't going all over town to other stores or places to find things. We had all of our, we have all of our resources that we work with directly that we find at the different market. So this has got to be a big price advantage for you because you're able to get it probably at full price, right? Correct. So having a, you know, a storefront, you know, gets you into the wholesale arena versus having a design trade account. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's actually huge. Um, 
And it, it, we, okay, so Elizabeth Wheeler would not stop talking about installs. When did you start doing installs? Um, right as our first, you know, in-home consultation got us to that installation phase, I guess. Um, okay. You know, to where, yeah. Um, so installations are a big part of our business, and it's very detailed. Um, what has to be done, you know, I mean, the room, getting the rug down, getting it perfectly centered, and then getting everything layered on top, you know, making sure it's all positioned correctly from the get-go. Um, very important. Um, so how many installs with- How many installs have you done so far? Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> I would... I don't even I don't even know how to answer that because there's so many I would love because I want I want Wheeler to, I want Wheeler to listen to this and be like I, that's that's my number if Rose yeah done, there, there's done, there's different types of installs yeah 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 um there's different types of installs like there may be just one room there may be an entire house. You know, uh-huh. everything to the, you know, from the sofa to the toothbrush holder, you know, I mean, <laughs> so gotcha. there's different gotcha. types of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, look, I honestly, I have got um, a meeting in like uh, yeah. four minutes and yeah. I'm sure you, I know, I know you're busy, but uh, yeah, yeah. this, this is what we're going to do is that I'm going to. I will, in the recording, I'm going to upload it to a system called Descript. It will print out a transcript for you. And then that transcript is going to be, it's all artificial intelligence. Sometimes you can read it. Sometimes you can't. You're going to just say, I didn't say that word. It's artificial intelligence. I'm not, I mean, like this is, this is a, this is a computer trying to transcribe our conversation. And then I'm going to give you a copy of the uh of the interview right and then right. from uh-huh. here here's what's going to happen you say hey i want to put it out there and i put it out there or you say i don't want to put it out there we're not going to do it i i don't like the way it sounds i don't like this or okay. you say or you just go through and say cut this cut this cut this give me the edit and i'll okay. edit the sound and i'll and i'll piece this together in sound bite okay okay so did you get enough it, information it, it, Oh, hell yeah. This was amazing. This was fantastic. I basically, this is what I'm trying to do. And it's just like, and please send my info to those girls at Georgia Tech because I'm really interested. Or send me their their site because this is what I'm trying to do. I'll see where they are in the process. Yeah, because what I want to do is that, you know, I want people to catch up with you, right? right? And I want people to understand what you're doing and how successful you've been. And this is really, I mean, this, this, this was an interview that really showed that, you know, you moved from, you, you went to Stanley Korshak to New York City to work for Saks Fifth Avenue to the Ballard Design. And then you started your own company with Interior Philosophy. You know, I, I that, that's just amazing to hear. This is okay. simply incredible. Um, and it just hopefully the uh, look, the audience is our class of 1995. Right. So hopefully right. people will listen to it and be like, hey, I heard your interview. That's fucking awesome. Uh-huh. I was in New York, too. I didn't know if you realized like and, and you know, it can just burn on another conversation. Um, right, and hopefully right. a connection, and hopefully people will do business with you. Um, no, very and that's cool. my goal, no, is it. to get more business for you. Um, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Thanks for taking the time. Dude, thank you. Yeah. There's a note 
Is there really a, a person in there? Show your face if there is. Show your face if there is. Alright, I can't read sideways. I gotta play minor chords. Gonna read sideways. If you turn your head, I win. Ah, you your fucking name That was pretty good, wasn't it? If you want to help me cover the cost for the show, I'd really appreciate it. If you can go to my website, catfix.biz, that's C-A-T-F-I-X dot B-I-Z, and donate just a few bucks. I just need to, this is taking a lot of time to produce, and the equipment's not that cheap. Hopefully I have this all set up where you can just put in a credit card or possibly Bitcoin if you really want to. Uh, but it's going to be through Stripe and it's just, it's on the catfix.biz. Click on common threads, then you'll see the donate button. Thanks guys.